Welcome everybody to Faded Mates. We are so excited. This week we have an incredible person with us. I'm so excited. Nana Malone is here. Um, Nana! Thank you for having um, <laughs> We're so excited. We're going to talk about royals. We're going to talk about princes and princesses and kings and queens and all of the people who have royal uh, I've got that title. I've got that Lord song in my head now, and Kelly always calls her Lordy, <laughs> which I, I mean, she's doing it ironically, but I'm all like, Ed will never be royal. And now I'm like, oh shit, I'm all distracted. Well, first of all, that song is like my daughter's favorite song, and she loves it. Yeah, dude. No, it's a good jam, and I will jam out to it every single time, and I'm like, but I will be royal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, but I would like to, uh, can we get a final, it is Lord, not Lord A, or Lordy. Yeah, it's Lord. It's Lord. It's, I think it's Lord. Right. I feel like that E is silent. It's, silent. it's an unnecessary E. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the E is silent, sure. Well, she's royal. She's got something a little extra. Extra royal. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something funny because kids do love that song. And when it first came out, my son and his best friend would sing, um, instead of We're Driving Cadillacs in Our Dreams, they would sing We're Driving Cadillacs into Trees. Oh! Yes! <laughs> I, th- I think they already got that royalty could be a little destructive. Yeah, because they were going back to, like, Prince Harry, his youthful days, yeah. right? Like, that's what they were. They were like, I remember Prince Harry. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> what they were thinking about. Like, that make-your-own-lyrics power was really strong with those ones. So Hey, I like it. My husband insists that we have this thing. My cousins and I do this thing. It's like someone will, like, just be saying something, and they'll inadvertently give a line from a song. And then we will sing at least the tune, but sometimes make up our own lyrics to it. And, you know, like the next person has to sing like the line or whatever. And my husband's always like, that's not the line. And sure enough, it almost always is. But sometimes because I'm a writer and I take artistic license, I make up the line so it fits. Very nice. So I dig it. Sure. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. You're allowed. I believe in that. Sometime, not now, I will tell the story about... My favorite, actually, I am going to tell it now. Fuck it. It has nothing to do with royalty, but it's really goddamn funny. So remember that Rihanna song, S&M? Remember that song? Yes. Okay. Yes. So my son was like seven when that song was really big. And he was like, what does S&M mean? And I was like, yeah, I can't tell you. And he's like, why not? And I was like, I oh. literally cannot tell you. There is... There is no way for me to tell you what that means. It, it just is. We'll impossible, talk about right? it when you're older. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, or not. Like, let's talk to somebody else about it. Good Lord. Find porn on the internet like the rest of us. Right? So anyway, we're driving along. And of course, this song is on like heavy rotation. I don't know if you remember that. It was on all the oh, time. Yes. Oh, yeah. And remember. finally, one day, this little voice. Yeah, this little voice pops up from the back seat. And he's like, Mom. Um, I know you said you're not going to tell me, but I figured it out. And I was all like, oh, oh no. really? You figured out what S&M mean? And he's like, yeah, it means sexy and mean. Oh, and I was no. like, yeah, you're right, actually. Oh, no. He's not wrong. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I was like, that actually is pretty goddamn That is close, 100% right? true. So, <laughs> yeah, he is not wrong. 100%, right? 
He is not wrong. So here's the the best part of the story. He then goes around telling everybody, listen, uh, my mom wouldn't yeah. tell me, but I figured it out on my own. And I was like, oh, shit, now I'm the bad mom. And my next door neighbor, Charlotte, was like, I thought I was going to drive off the goddamn road, Jennifer. Like, I was going to have to come over there and be like, what are you teaching this baby? And I was like... He guessed. He guessed what it meant. He guessed it, and he was right. That's amazing, actually. I'm. um, Isn't that amazing? Everything about that. And I have to visit with him so he can tell me all the lovely things. Well, he's older now. Now he's like, no, I really know what it means. (laughs) Yeah, it's less. It's less fun now. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Now it's like less. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Now I can put our like phone. Our Actually, I'll put in show notes a uh, interaction we had this week in the car. There was always in the car about this new Senorita song with Sean Mendez and oh, what yes. is, her name's Camila Camila yes. Cabello. Camila Cabello. Yeah. yeah, you guys, that yeah, video. The I've, boyfriend. I have never felt so old. <laughs> in my yeah, life as right? when I watched that video and everybody was like thirsting hard for that video and I was like everything there just looks well, sweaty and hot you know what it is, <laughs> it's because, yeah right I'm like oh my like, god you know they must be so sticky. everyone uh, needs to shower go ahead ever since Sean Mendez Everything, ever since Sean Mendez posted in the Calvin Klein underwear, like old ladies everywhere are like, I just feel dirty and old, but it's okay. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, oh, he's the internet's new boyfriend. And I was like, what happened to like the refined boyfriends like Tom Hiddleston? What happened to that? <laughs> but I don't know. No uh, the longer, Trump administration. Yeah. <laughs> I need him to be. Yes. <laughs> I need him to be quite a bit older. Yeah. It's right? it's, it's, like, it's not a good look for me for sure. I mean the thing Mm-mm. is though, like my daughter is like one day she was like, Sean Mendez is so cute. And I went, you know, you're not wrong, but why? You're nine. Yeah. <laughs> but you this? know, there's all that research. There's this really fascinating research on boy bands and why they work. Like Yeah. And the fact that they they huh. work because they're like a safe sexual experience for a girl. Yeah. Like for, for young girls. Yes. Because there's yes. nothing sexual about members of a boy band. Like the whole um uh, Well no, well Oh yeah. Wait, 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 oh. wait. Oh. Hold up. We're back to no. <laughs> no. I was like Sexy and mean. Nana has a problem. Um, I feel like we just stopped being best friends. I don't even know what to do with myself at this oh, moment. Oh, no. <laughs> because I'm, okay, you know what? It's because I'm remembering that. Remember, do you remember NSYNC when it was like the height of pandemonium? The thing is, because it came out when I was in college. And so I was like past really the time of like screaming my head off. Yeah. But like I was, old, yeah. oh, you know, because like that's really like a, t- a a young teenager thing to be like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. <laughs> but like, the, but it was like just <laughs> in that cusp of like they were my age. So I was, yeah. well, I, no, so I was like, I was like, no, that man is fine. Let me just be really clear that <laughs> like, he can get it. I'm sorry. And I personally like a man who can dance. So I was like, okay. But what's interesting is that like the boy bands of our youth, like I recently saw New Kids in the Block because I never saw them in concert and they came to San Diego with like salt and pepper mm. and like, you know, Debbie Gibson and all the whole oh. thing. I went with some friends and it was hilarious because I was like, oh my, and the, the like auditorium, it was so loud. My ears, I needed to like put in my earplugs because there were these old middle-aged yeah. women, yeah. myself included, screaming <laughs> their heads off. And then Donnie Wahlberg took off his shirt. 
Now, keep in mind, Donnie Wahlberg is 49 years old. <laughs> oh, and so, like, it's the, yes. Well, no, the thing is, he's got, like, a full-on six-pack, right? Oh, God. And so, like, he took off his shirt. And I just looked at him, and I'm, instead of having the, the right reaction, I went, you know, good for you, Jenny McCarthy. Good for you. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> it's, it's like these, um, it's, it's like the oh. BTS phenomenon, which is, like, preteens. Oh, Please stop it. Yes. Like, Tween, oh, yeah. teenagers and yes. then like ladies in their 40s right <laughs> and it's a curious yeah. thing and i'm sure there's lots of research on ladies in their 40s but i think that's probably also sort of like harkening back to like our youth and you know we still love yeah. you know the people of our youth um hey val kilmer hey um <laughs> but, <laughs> but hey <Val>, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, like that, Sean Mendes is just safe, and this video is yeah, very absolutely. dark and wet. It's very, it's very yes. humid in this video. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what it is because, like, well, this Ugh. like takes me back to like remember when like Biebs was like at yeah. like the the teen scream height yeah. right? oh. before before it yeah. started to turn right before it was like oh Biebs in trouble and he's doing this and whatever. He was like that. Everyone's like the parents were like, "Oh, he's safe," and then he turned into bad boy. So like the, the quote unquote, right? Yeah. And so like then the girls who were like gonna be the diehards dug in even deeper, and like they were like, "We're never letting this go." That's <laughs> why he's still famous. And I'm like, every other boy band before yeah. he died, why are you still making millions? <laughs> like, why are you still pl- platinuming out yeah. on an album? <laughs> What is that? You know, one of my one of my proudest teaching moments has to do with the Beebs, and that was there was a couple girls who this is actually really fucking cute, you guys. I had a couple girls that year who would always write their last name as Bieber, oh. right? So it was like Layla Bieber, like they just loved oh him so God. much, and yes. The, yes. it was really cute. It was really cute, and these I will never forget. This we were like in a smaller group and. This one girl just like loved Bieber and her name, her name was Alexa. And um, these boys were like, you just love Bieber. Like, what's wrong with you? You're just such a fan. And I, I stopped. I like put up my finger and I looked at them and I was like, you know what? But all of you have his haircut. Yes. And they just like, it was quiet. And I was like, do not shame these girls for liking him when you all look like him. Like it's working yes. on all of you. And I just had this moment where I was like, I don't even want ever to see you shaming these girls for liking Bieber. I will yeah. not have it. Layla Bieber <laughs> decides she deserves to be Layla Bieber. No, <laughs> no I mean, it's so absolute because, I mean, and that's what happened. It's like, and it's funny. Okay, so don't, okay, you guys do not judge me. Never. But I watched you, the Joe Bros documentary because I missed that whole thing. I never, I never was like, I was like, who are these kids? Oh. You know? I was cause like when Nick Jonas came out with a solo album, I was like, who's this? like hot looking piece of cake like who is this yeah i had zero idea yeah i didn't know like really who joe jonas was people were like oh the jonas brothers and i was like oh some kid band i had no idea i thought they were like you know like what was the the hansons you know like i didn't know well um because like i was past (laughs) i was i was i was i was like what my early 30s yeah you were a grown ass woman mid mid 30s (laughs) yeah so like i wasn't watching mtv or whatever and so you're like i don't know like who's oh yeah i don't know Right. And so um, what was interesting is I watched, like, I was like, what's this on my Amazon Prime? And I was like, oh, these, I was like, oh, they're cute. And I, I was like, oh my God, I can see why little girls 
were like screaming their heads off and i was like oh yeah, yeah the whole form not even the formula because they were like a band band but i was like i see why you know yeah. they were like oh the different type personalities to love sure they were all like cute homespun they were former preacher's kids so you know they were secretly dirty um so like i was <laughs> like you know what i watched sure. that documentary and i was like okay i can see it i can see why little girls would be like oh, i'm gonna die if nick jonas doesn't call me you might even say they're american royalty oh look at that look at that yes the spinning <laughs> to the topic yeah i was like i'm gonna talk yes, about priyanka chopra <laughs> Yeah, because I love Priyanka Chopra like oh, nobody's business. All of the people. Oh my God, wait. You go ahead and talk about her because that was ridiculous. Nick yes. Jonas married up into uh, yes, fucking royalty. Like fucking royalty. Yes, he, he did. She is the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my entire life. Look, I was obsessed with her when she was in Quantico. I was like, oh my God. I was like, she's just, Wow. Like that body, like I mean, face. he should be thanking his maker every day. Every damn day. <laughs> every damn day. That woman is like, I was like, she was on, God, one of those like late night shows and she's wearing this like suit and it's like, it's full on just the blazer, like nothing underneath it. And like her tits are on full display and I'm just like, wow. I texted, <laughs> oh, I texted a friend and I was I like, love girl, that. have you seen this? Because Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. just that level of confidence to be like, these are my tits. And I'm like, yes, yes, now, girl, yes, yes, everything about them. And they're amazing. <laughs> and like, just yeah. to bring it back around, that wedding, though, that yes. photograph that wedding. of that yeah. train, it was a my princess. God. It mm-hmm. was a royal wedding. Like, it was gorgeous. And everything yeah, about absolutely. It. And everything about the Hindu wedding as well. I mean, it was like. The whole point of royalty is the opulence and like the not being it's like no there are these people over there that we will never touch and look at how gorgeous they are and just like everything about it the gold the diamonds just everything glittered like she literally shimmered yep as she stood there and every single dress she yes. had and i was like yes everything about this everything and even nick in his turban i was like he looks re- like he looks like a prince he looks like a prince that is like, I don't know yeah. how I got to marry an Indian princess, but I am, I'm here for it. <laughs> and yeah, right. I'm going to wear this and I look amazing and this is going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, Priyanka Chopra is, is every princess. Yeah, I was young enough that like the the royal wedding like of Diana and Charles like mm-hmm. was like I remember us talking about it when we were really little. Yeah, and I was on a swim team, and I remember somebody saying like her train is as long as the pool, and I was like, what the like what? And I yep. think now with like um with Meghan and Harry, I feel like there was this like big like blank spot where we did not get like the royalty we needed to like fuel those fantasies. And it is no surprise to me that royal romances are back in a big way because young royals really like, like fuel Mm -hmm. that fire. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like I was a little girl when Diana, obviously when Diana and Charles got married and I was like, and the thing is I wasn't really from this country. So we just moved back to the States and like, and I was little, little, and I remember, like, seeing the hoopla and the hubbub, and I was like, oh, there's a princess, okay. Like, I didn't really, like, get it, you know? <laughs> and I was like, but, like, I just remember seeing her dress yeah. up like a cupcake, and I was like, okay, but she's a princess. And she, I remember, she, I mean, she's very pretty, but I also remember thinking, she looks uncomfortable. Hmm. And, like, I didn't think about it, you know, <laughs> accurate, really in the context. Accurate. And then, like, as you get older, you realize that, oh, my God, that poor woman. But, like, the best part about, like, Harry and Meghan was that 
like yes obviously royal fever and like they look i need to send them a basket or something because they did me a favor mm-hmm. when they got married when they did because i was like <laughs> they're waiting like, they what? noticed what? nana they, they did they knew <laughs> um and but like when it like they, it was announced that they were dating i was like oh like at first i was like oh are they really come on you tabloids yep. roll eyes and i'm plotting away at my you know my romance and i'm just like I'm like i'm doing a prince and like and i you know i always i interjected brown people into my books at every turn um so i was like i was like oh it's time for another brown girl yes and then i'm like typing away and then i was like oh shit they're getting married Yes, <laughs> thank <laughs> Christ. And it was at exactly the yeah. same time as my book was releasing, and I was like, "Yes, everything about this, everything about I'm here for it." Because there'd been a couple of real, real romances before I had released that were like that were really good. Emma Chase's series, and I was like, "Okay," but like it hadn't been like a huge, huge, huge thing that like now I see everyone's doing. I'm like everywhere I turn, there's a royal yeah. series, and I'm like, right. "Okay, great." Um, but like I, I was here for everything about that, and I was like, "And she's brown, yeah." Because mm-hmm. it gave every brown girl in the world yeah. hope that they too could marry a prince. They too had an option, yeah. a choice, a possibility. Although there are not many princes around, but you know, we'll hope. Well, there are but- a lot of them in Romance Landia. They sure are. I just want to say I am, I am, I am past forty, and I watched that wedding like I can't even tell you the joy that it brought me. Oh yes, yes, girl, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like it was me. I didn't feel that, but I felt very, very happy. Like, it just made me feel like good things could happen in the world. Yeah. Because they look, I mean, whatever. I don't know these people at all, but they look so happy. They look so yeah. in love. I know. Like, he looks so in love. And that's so the stark difference. That's the stark difference between their yeah. wedding and Charles and Diana. Oh, and God, his mother. Diana. Well, she you was know? also 12 years old. I mean, she was so young. She yeah. was only 18. She was so young. And like, yeah. she, I mean, oh. it was all, it was, they married for the reason that people married back in the day. Yeah. Back in <laughs> the day. And now suddenly you know, like everybody's allowed yeah. to get married for love. You know, I, I mean. Even, even the royals, which is amazing. Yeah, which is incredible. And I mean, like, yeah. there's so much about this that is just, it's, I mean, the, that we did the same thing. I mean, for many, the joke in our house for six months was that my daughter's, who is five, my daughter's favorite movie was The Royal Wedding, and we watched it like a thousand times. Yes. And and my favorite story about this is that, um, so George and Amal Clooney were there, and Amal was wearing that beautiful, like, mustard-colored dress. Yeah, Amal looked amazing. My daughter said, um, <laughs> said to with my, my husband sort of wandered into the room while we were watching it for the 83rd time. And, and my daughter pointed to the screen <laughs> and said, That yellow lady, um, is she's a rebel girl, she's changing the world, she helps things that are not unfair be fair again. And my husband oh, looked at her and said, And who is that man next to her? And she just looked at him and was like, I don't know. I don't like, know. why is he important? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, let the children lead us. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's amazing. I believe the children are the future. Whitney said it best. My God. Yes. I love everything about that. <sighs> I mean, but that's, I mean, but that's the amazing thing because like, what was so like yes like we were like ridiculously happy in this household because we're like oh my god a brown girl hallelujah but also because she was 
like she had like a real job she you know she was an actress but she was also like yes. this, like giant humanitarian and we were like yes yeah so not just like some sloppy party girl but like a real person, person a real in the world woman, with a brain in her head a, yeah with a brain and like and strong opinions about like what she believed in and i love that they were they met because of like you know like charity humanitarian things and i was like yes yes because yeah. like i feel that like Kate is very pretty, like sure, and like you know, and she they went to school together, and I love a friends, I love I love a friends to lovers romance, I do, but like the poor poor Kate is just like, she's just the breeder, and like you never hear no. about her, like yes, she has charities, but she never talks ever. It's really y'all I mean, notice she like, has a yeah. barely interviewed. Yeah, she has a completely different life, and she will have a completely different she life does. forever. Like marrying, of course. as I mean, marrying the heir is very different than yes. marrying the spare. Very different. Yes. And and so yeah and so yeah. I'm but I'm lucky I'm, but I'm I'm lucky like it's me I'm so <laughs> happy that Harry was you know like because imagine his grandmother might have still been like you might be despair but look no yeah yeah we're not we're not doing this I mean uh, who knows right but I I always I everybody that I've ever read on this sort of uh, believes that it's that Diana taught everybody a lesson like don't yeah, force maybe. them to marry yeah for the heritage <laughs> at this point right? like also it's nonsense it's yeah. 2019 and it's nonsense yeah it's dumb. um it's very very dumb but so wait so so is it just so here's my thing and what's really fascinating is there used to be this adage in historical that because i mean in historical you can't throw a stone and not hit a duke right so um yeah right but yep. there was always right. this like thing that like you could write everybody wanted a duke like readers love Truth told, readers love Dukes more than anything. If you have Duke in the title, the book sells better. Like, these are all truths. Um, so it would go, it stand to reason that if you put prince in a title or king in a title, you would move, the readers would want that even more. And it's not true in historicals. And in fact, like, there is a sort of, there's a sort of general sense that, like, if you write a prince or a king in a historical, um, you're going to sell fewer books. Not more. That's fascinating. Because um, people won't believe it. Yeah. Right? Like the plausible deniability. It's just too far yeah, to but bridge. but what's fascinating yeah. is like, there. it's so interesting because historical on all, in so many other ways, has permission to, it gives readers permission to suspend disbelief, right? Right, right, but right, right. In if for some reason, royals work in contemporary in a way that they don't in historicals. And... Do you think well, it is you know as simple as like I think royal fever? I, well, no, I think I think that's part of it, but I think that in contemporaries too, there's like there's enough like we we like yes, Charles and Die were like a terrible example, but we have contemporary princes that we can look at, right? Like we can mm. see contemporary princesses mm -hmm. and they marry some beautiful girl model, whatever. Okay, looking at you, Prince Albert of Monaco, but um, like we we see them in like. Princes are not this like cloistered, forbidden, hidden from view kind of thing, right? Right. Like I used to go to like one in my London days, you know, when I was fabulous and could wear hot pants and a smile. Mm -hmm. Um, I would go to these clubs at the. <laughs> yes, the, there are pictures somewhere. I think I burned most of them, but um, the, but there are these like clubs and like China whites and funky Buddhas that I would go to that like at least Harry would go to. You know, like I remember so distinctly, I was at this club, Funky Buddha, and I won't tell you the year, it was like 2000, 2001. Um, and like, I remember my friend being like, oh my God, 
word is Prince Harry is in the VIP. And then like, like Owen Wilson was there. It's like the, the princes are, are just the same as celebrities and they want to mix with yeah. celebrities mm-hmm. in modern times. But like in historical, like princes were like completely untouched. Like you weren't getting near the prince. <laughs> you weren't, you were not. No. Unless it was a well, Scottish Highland. and let's be honest. <laughs> maybe, was, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like, let's be honest, being a princess wasn't so great either. Being oh, a no, princess means that you're like living in a smelly old castle and marrying your dad's friends. Yeah, basically. Gross. Yeah, for, yeah, for land. Yeah, for land. For, yeah. for, and for so, yeah. politics. So I'm. Yes, exactly. So actual right. history has taught us that like princesses and princes did not have did not get to marry the good looking hot person that they were like totally into. <laughs> unfortunately, is what it's told us. Um, so I can see how it doesn't work in historical because it's like nope. Like we know that that poor girl was forced to marry a man who was sixty three years her senior <laughs> and bear him children. <laughs> we know this is fact. Yeah. So, Nana, let's talk, because I would say, like, you know, excuse the pun, but I would say that at this point, you're pretty much the queen of royal contemporaries. You have, what, (laughs) five, six royal series running? Um, Let's see. Look, if we're counting each duet as its own contained thing, I'm on three, four, five, six. I'm on my sixth duet about to release. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels yeah. like if it so it feels like you've really like put a stake in the ground on like the 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 royal being a, a an important piece of modern romance because um yeah I mean I the thing is for me the the when, when it started I I I basically have had this idea for the original the first one Shiki Royal um I'd had that idea originally it was called Penny and the Prince like I had that idea like nearly 10 years ago I was like I want to write this book where like the girl is the royal guard and you know and she protects a prince and everybody was like are you insane and you're not (laughs) it is my it is still it remains my favorite of all of your books those oh, that thank you that first and, one and and I had a special connection to it because for me I was like you know I I love I like I love royalty and I love the I the, the fun and the fantasy of it that's the, that's the joy of it um because it's like but then, but then I also wanted to make it modern because I personally um apparently I'm a bit spicy and saucy I don't really know where people get that but that's what they tell me um but like I but I love a character that's like with spunk who feels real like someone because like while I might be like oh my god it's a total billionaire wants to take me out I would still be like but no actually I didn't want to do that I want to do go do this over here or like I I I I never believe in the full fairy tale right because I'm just like I don't want to be like the simpering girl who's like, oh my God, he's so rich and so perfect. And I'll just be a blank slate and do whatever, because that's not who I am. And that's not who I like to read about. I want to read about these real women and how real women would even make that work mm-hmm. like at all. And so yeah. for me, the first couple, they show up in a lot of the other books and series and you see their relationship evolve. Like, it's just not like, and then they live happily ever after. And it's like, no, they still have difficulties because you know, as, you know, spoiler alert, it is romance, so you know it ends on a happy ending. Um, but, like, she's, it's a happy ending, but <laughs> she still has difficulty being, like, her role as queen versus her role before where she was a royal guard because she doesn't want to stop. And, of course, her husband is like, well, now you got to stop. And she's like, bump that, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Um, so for me, and I, like, actually, I, I write these different kind of royals. Uh, you do. And I love that, though. Like, I love – so here's the thing. So going back to the royals that we think about all the time in real life, right? Like, the thing that kills me about Kate and, like, the, the life that she has chosen that – you know, arguably could have been chosen for her by her mother, who is, in my mind, the, like, Chris Jenner of England. <laughs> um, but, but like, um, there, so, but that life for her is, like, she can never go out and have a cheeseburger ever again. Like, she, with right? her friends. Like, she can never do anything yeah. ever again that isn't related to the fact that she has sired the next king yep. of... The United Kingdom, right? So, yeah. like, I loved the second half, the second half of that duet when they are married, and it is like, and she's like, "I hate this. Like, I don't yeah. want this world." Yeah. And he, yeah. what's interesting is that he didn't want it either in the beginning. Um. So, like, it's really yeah. like interesting sort of partnership story. It's, I, I mean, we all know I'm on record for. You know, not loving a cliffhanger, but this is out for this. These both of these books are out, um, and it's worth. Re- it's such a it's such a wonderful. Um, it's it's a wonderful book when it's put together because you see both the beginning and the sort of breathless courtship, courtship sort of mm-hmm. like, but the breathless relationship bu- building, and then you see them in partnership, like just fucking struggling, and that's yeah so important yeah. because I think it's really yeah. honest. Well, I mean, and it has to be because... Well, especially when the outside, yeah, like the outside stakes are so high. We know that those troubles are coming at them. And if you can show some of that to the reader, then they really believe that that future, that they'll keep working together to to beat those challenges. I mean, and the thing is, it's it's real life. (laughs) I mean, I tell people all the time because my husband and I have been together like a long time, 20... Uh, 23 years it's a long time um and married for half of that but like at the end of the day like you know we have this friend who like looks at us he's like oh yeah the malone's been together since the paleolithic era and i'm like (laughs) and he's and whenever he's like he talks about like his future partner or whatever he's like yeah i just want that like magic and i was like dude i don't know what to tell you and this is coming from a romance writer there's no magic there is like hard ass work work. work. work it's work work like like out there shoveling trenches work it is work it is muddy it is raining it's raining at you sideways half the time (laughs) and it's work and for me like I think the joy of the romance is to find like writing romance is like yes of course the fantasy and he's hot and it's he's a king and blah 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 but also it's like writing just a real partnership like like no it's like well we're in this we're till death do us part one of us is gonna have to go first and in, in my case people are actually trying to kill them so there's that um but um <laughs> it's about like like till death do us part so like if you're going through something well let's either talk about it and figure it out or you know like there's no choice right like we have to sort this out and i love how for me like i mean they're my characters so like i'm like i'm like and you're gonna work it out like this but they have like real legit and their troubles like not troubles but like like real marriage stuff comes up in the context of these royals i mean yeah. because at the end of the day penny is queen yep. you know she's queen of the winston isles and it shows up in every series you see like i, I always like to revisit everyone yeah. um and you see them like at whatever stage they're at you know they like you, you know they either they could have worked out her whole i still want to be a royal guard thing and he's like 
but baby, you're the queen. And she's like, but you knew me as a royal guard. Don't stick me in a corner at some state dinner, you know, right. having to talk to yeah. like, you know, some Russian oligarch, like screw that, give me a gun. Um, so like they're real people. <laughs> and what's so interesting is they're real people who have to live their lives in public, right? Like, so I think about, yes. um, you know, one of the, one of the series that I thought about talking about today was Katie Roberts, um, uh, Thelanian Dynasty series, which is a menage series. Oh, where, I do not know um, this one. Now I, I need to make myself a list. It's male, male, <laughs> female. So penises mm-hmm. touch, swords cross, if you will. I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not either. Let's get some, cross, let's get some crossing swords. Katie, Katie Robert knows how to write a hot <laughs> book, and I'm here for it. Um, and this is this. Um, the, it's three books, and it's the same. It's the same triad in all three books. But um, the and my favorite one is the second one, which is when they sort of work it out. But like one of them is um, a sort of king in exile. Um, right. And I love he, the king in exile. I love it. And then his bodyguard. A lot of. Mm-hmm. I also have the book that I'm going to talk about is a bodyguard book. I I asked Nana before she came on everybody that I was like, do you want to talk about royals or do you want to talk about bodyguards? Because I could totally do like a full. <laughs> a, a, but then I realized like all my bodyguard recommendations are also royal recommendations, so it's just yeah you know, and the, two all for my, one uh, all my royal books are right yeah sure. all my royal books are all bodyguard exactly books i mean like because bodyguard is a this is a hugely sexy piece of the puzzle right the like yes. you know it adds it amps up the oh, conflict yeah. it's so forbidden yep right like there's yes. something real taboo about fucking your like bodyguard or the reverse, like fucking the guy. Because the they're like supposed, supposed to, to like guard your body, and like you're like, this is not what I meant by yeah. guard my body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what the rest of us meant. Then yes, guard that body. Get in there, guard yes. it. <laughs> so like, one of them is a deposed king. One of them is the bodyguard, and then there's the woman who was like a bartender in New York City, who they like met on a random night, who they both like can't get enough of and it's delicious and ridiculous and I think that's part of it too like (laughs) these books like once you put somebody on the page in contemporary romance as a king you're like this is bonkers But I yes, love it. Bonkers. <laughs> I'm here for it. Well, even if it's not bonkers, it works for me. I mean, I was going to talk about Alyssa Cole's books, but I feel like everyone's read them. But they're pretty, like, straightforward. Like, these are regular people. And I was still like, yes, I can't get enough. Like, keep keep coming, a princess in theory. Give me yeah, more. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, like, the royal romance, whether it's on the bonkers continuum or even, like, the plain bonkers continuum, is still a delight. Well, you know what? Because it scratches that id. It scratches that like piece of us that yes. we're like 99.99999% of us will never know what it's like to be referred to as a princess, even if you're famous, which is like probably the closest yep. any of us will ever get. Because, or like, like billionaires, yes, but like billionaires always seem to have kind of a more boring life. Like it's more like contained because like they have to work to get there in most cases, right? And nobody like, recognizes fam- a billionaire on the street. I mean, nobody, you know, like because like the hot billionaires we write, they don't exist. They don't. They don't. Look that's like that always the moment <laughs> that I roll my eyes in contemporary billionaire books when they're like, we're all at a party and someone's like, oh, that's that famous billionaire. Did you not see him on the cover of People magazine? And I'm like, right? when? And I'm- when has a billionaire when? been on the cover yeah. of People magazine? When, right? <laughs> And so, like, yeah, right, exactly. And and uh, P.S. My latest book that's coming out in July. He's a billionaire, and he's been named People's Sexiest twice in a row. <laughs> and even as I wrote that, Nana. I was like, I was like, 
I roll here. But, <laughs> but the thing is, I get away with it because he's also a royal. Yeah. So I'm like, pom pom. Billionaire prince. <laughs> yes, I cheated that. I was like, yes, man. Look. That's fine. Like, because ro- royalty could be on in people. I was like, okay. Because the thing is, we have a modern day reference, but like the closest most of us will ever get is famous people, right? Like that's that kind of like argument lifestyle where it's like you could have anything you want. No one will ever tell you no. Um, And, you know, as like a second son of a king, you know, poor Harry, um, you, you are the one who gets to live that life. But even like, you know, William got to live like he lives a life. It's just off page. And it's usually like having all my friends off to safari and, you know, south africa and they're having a party that we will never see because he's not in vegas like poor harry with his naked self (laughs) harry get it together pull yourself together (laughs) (laughs) they're the the most like the most rarefied celebrities there are essentially right and it's like celebrity with history it's like celebrity with a pedigree exactly so can i actually like pivot to i want to talk about i'm going to talk about my book first because um it's because there's actually a part of this that is like really relevant so it's called the queen's game by carla de guzman and she's a romance class author and i just want to pause for a minute and tell people if you don't know what romance class is it is a group of filipino authors writing in english and they like to a book are always like a real pleasure to read and um i think it's because like these like the the romance class authors just like love romance and they really were like we want to write romance and write romance for us but have it be in english and like they're all really delightful and in this particular um book the queen's game nina is uh, like essentially a princess her father's just died she's gonna become the queen but she like arrives back in her island nation which is like near the philippines but it is like a made-up country right and what happens is is her her aunt is like the regent is a sort of acting essentially as queen for like six months until Nina's kind of ready to be crowned and in but Nina is like a wild one right like she's you know gotten into trouble with the paparazzi and has like made out with like young pop stars and all this stuff and so what they do is they hook her up with her childhood best friend Philippe and he is essentially the prince of the neighboring island and they're always like have been really close together like these two kingdoms right but there's this part where um Philippe thinks and this is like why it's on brand right like essentially it's their first time going out for this like fake engagement like kind of dating thing which of course becomes real and you know he he thinks um the crowd was expecting romance that lasted for generations romance that made history that's what the royals were Mm. for they gave their people what they needed while providing them with a beacon to look to an entire secret world to wonder about. Ooh, yes. And yes. I just thought that that book, it like nailed, like totally nailed, right? Like the, that myth of like the royal romance and why, right? Like we just see this like tiny little slice of it and all we want is to know more, but we never can. Yeah. And I think that that like is, you know, and I just, as I was reading this book, which is delightful by the way, and I'm going to tell you like a couple things I really liked about it is, um, is like, I just thought like I, I highlighted it and thought like that is the perfect explanation of why these books work so well. Yeah. But the thing in particular I liked about this book is, um, and I don't know if I, Nina, 
essentially is, um, you know, Philippe has like essentially stayed home in his island kingdom. He's like our virgin prince and, you know, kind of like he loves farming. He's just like this simple guy. And what happens is um, there's this great part where he sort of says to her, like, we really have to do this. Like, essentially, it's going to be great for our people. There's going to be this kind of business thing that can get settled if we pretend to be fake engaged or whatever. And he's like, you know, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you, is what he says to her. And she looks at him and she basically is like, how do you know I'm not going to hurt you? (laughs) And you guys, he becomes aroused by this. He has to like adjust his pants. (laughs) And she is like, gotcha. And I just like the whole thing is so great because she Right, like, she isn't going to grow into being a queen. Like, she already knows that this is her destiny. Right. And one of the big dilemmas with her, and I loved it. Like, I just loved how strong she was. And there's this one other part that I just thought was really awesome. So her aunt, who's the regent, her um, her uh, her name's Delia, uh, Tita Delia. And um, her Tita Delia is basically like, you know, you have to wear these, like, Chanel suits and you know be real prim and proper and this is what the people expect of you and Nina says to her they only expect that because it's what they've been told queens have been warriors and seductresses and murderers if they had Mm -hmm. to race and prudish coquettishness was never a requirement and she and I loved I just loved her so much and I've got to tell you this this whole book, and it's really a novella, I think it's maybe 150 pages, is just really great. And the romance itself is, is like, just really pleasing. Like, there's not, the conflict is mostly about, like, her trying to, like, kind of, uh, like, kind of attain the throne for herself. But they're a great partnership, and Nina is just baller. And I loved her from beginning to end, and I really, really recommend, um... recommend this one it was great oh it sounds great you're adding things to my list my never-ending list of to be reads between books welcome that's that's our job welcome to faded mates everybody (laughs) that's that's what you do now i'm like oh now i gotta add this other one okay yeah (laughs) no i that's like up my alley because i love nothing more than a sassy just like spitfire. Oh yeah. Like I need that. If I, if I don't get it in a book, I just get irritated. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Me too. And it was great to see that. Like she was a princess, but she wasn't like, Oh, Oh, she wasn't wimpy at all. Right. She had all this internal strength and it was amazing. And I loved it. Well, Nana, what do you have? You've got one. I do. I do. Um, (laughs) And uh, anyone who knows me is going to be like, yep, that sounds like her. Um, Jillian Dodds, <laughs> The Prince. Wait, say it again. Um, Jillian Dodds, The Prince, which is uh, book one in her Spy Girl series. Technically, it's young adult, new adult, uh, contemporary. Um, and so the basic plot is Agent X, uh, who uh, takes on uh, Persona, goes undercover, to protect the prince of Metrovia, I think it was. Um, and nice. and she goes undercover with um, this guy, uh, Ari, and they're supposed to be like brother and sister, but like Ari's totally hot. <laughs> and my favorite uh-huh. thing about this, like, first of all, Agent X is like every James Bond, Mission Impossible, badass 
gadgeted up, ass kicking, capoeira doing, <laughs> parkour acting out, <laughs> kind of badass Buffy esque heroine. Fine. I'm like, yes, I'm here for all of those things because it's just like any form of strong woman I can get. I'm like, yes, right here. Right. <laughs> I'm going to read it. And she is, and the best part about this is she's not your typical. Like, yes, it's very like, oh, well, like, will she, won't they, will she, won't, she, will they, won't they with, like, either of the guys. Um, but the, she's this kind of girl who bed hops. She, will, she is flirting her way through the kingdom, and she makes no apologies <laughs> for it. And I'm like, yes, yes, sex positivity. Like, you, you go get it. You go and get it. Flirt with everyone. Jump out of his bed onto his, whatever you got to do. Like, and it's like you were saying, Sarah, it's like, that like only this idea of being demure and coquettish is like this like BS idea because through centuries queens have been everything they needed to be for their their country's survival. Mm, right. Like that's just the truth of it. And that yeah. and women have been everything they needed to be for their family's survival. For and so this idea that the woman has to be like meek and weak and like all of that stuff, um, especially in romance, is very frustrating. <laughs> um and so and and then of course with Jillian Dodd, it's you know there, she's protecting the prince, which I was like, Jillian, it's like you were in my head. <laughs> the girl is the one protecting the prince. I just I love everything about this. And of course, you know, yeah, um, that's pretty great. I really you know, and of love course, that. The prince, he's like, you know, he's sexy. I mean, he's a prince, so like he's everything. He scratches <laughs> all those ids. Like he's a little bit cocky, so you're like, oh, he's kind of a dick, but oh, so hot. You know, and, and she gives him as good as I'm she fine. gets, which That's is fine, fine, you know, and it's like, it's like, oh, and you're like, I hate him, but God, he's hot, you know, <laughs> it's like, you, you love uh-uh. for me, it's this amazing, like, because when Buffy the Vampire for the Slayer came out, like, it was the first time you saw, like, really this, like, female heroine who is young and kind of just, like, fun and wanted to be with her friends, but, like, was, like, this badass, like, just like all around like just bad ass and like ever since I've been look I look for that in like female characters mm-hmm. and um and Agent yeah. S like just like scratches all of that. Well that like, sounds she, awesome. she, she, yeah, she, pretty awesome. That sounds yeah. amazing. You know, you just wanna like get it. It's like and it's like in several books. So like you you go on. I think it's six books, I wanna say. Same characters in the same triad. Books. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and so like the main conflict for her is that she, um, her, you know, her mother was murdered, and you know, and she like pseudo witnessed it. So like she's on the hunt for the person who killed her mother. That's the main conflict, which again makes me very happy because I don't know why, but I can't read like all of a sudden anymore. I can't read just straight romance. Like I, I need someone to like almost get murdered or like get kidnapped or <laughs> like. This is what I've been saying. Sounds like a 2019 problem. (laughs) We've been talking about this on the podcast. This like, because we're doing this reread of Cressley Cole's series. And I mean, everybody's losing limbs all the time. Um, Of course, right? And and it just feels like the best thing to be reading in 2019 for me. But I do feel like it's like half of romance readers just want like cinnamon roll, like really like lovely beta heroes and half of us are like bring on the murderers right (laughs) (laughs) i don't think there's any in between by the way no no there's not there really isn't 
because you know what it is i think that like in this era of like even like movies you know like i'm a total um uh action movie nut job and i love everything about them and so like i personally want to i want action in my in my you know like i want action in my books i want to like feel like i'm there i want to sit on the edge of my seat and i want to um I want to like be like so tense about like what's gonna happen. It's like, yes, he's awesome. And you guys are enemies to lovers and can't stand each other and are clearly gonna bone, but also you might get shot at at any moment. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not there, I'm kind of Fine. like, well, it was nice-ish. It yeah. Was nice. <laughs> but it's not the same. No, it's not. And, um, and but I think that it's it's interesting because it also echoes back. It has a real echo back to old school romance, um, which always had that sort of thread of adventure story in it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And my yeah. pick is an old school romance. It's um, Galen Foley's Princess, which is her debut um, from the nineties. And it and Princess is one of those books that periodically gets brought up, like in the world of romance, where people go. Hey, do you remember that Gillen Foley book um, that had lactation in it? Oh no! <laughs> Sarah's like, oh I mean, yes, oh, I do yes. remember it. You guys, it was like a seminal text for me. I don't know, it was weird. <laughs> I can. Here's the thing: I can. There are. There are. I have, as we all know, like I have an encyclopedic memory for the books that I have read, the romance novels I have read. This book, I can remember the exact location I was in when I turned the page (laughs) and there was lactation and saw sex (gasps) on the page. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay, okay. Okay, I'm trying to be here for it. No, no, no. No, it's fine. It's just one of those things where, like, you read that in a book and you don't forget. You don't forget that it's happened when you're 14. You never forget the first time that happened. (laughs) And what's real weird, you guys, is it's, I think it is, this is the book, this is the second book that had this in it that, like, created, like, some sort of, like, neural pathway for me because <laughs> like, the first time I the first romance novel I ever read that where I was like oh I would get in trouble if my parents knew I was reading this was Bertrice Small's All the Sweet Tomorrows which also has lactation porn in it oh my. lactation sex in it okay. but this was a different thing this is a bodyguard romance <laughs> the heroine is a princess um the hero is the king's greatest assassin He's like Ooh. the captain of the guard mm. and like basically like chief. He, I think his title is like chief assassin. Um, and as we all oh, know, like yeah. I, I love it when they're assassins. For assassins. I love it when they're assassins. <laughs> Why haven't we done an assassin interstitial? I I have a whole assassin no. series. I love assassins. Assassins are the best. <laughs> Mm. This sounds right up my alley because I'm just like, oh, an assassin. You just you said the magic word. And like, maybe this is why I love John Wick so much. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Honestly, Keanu's having his own research. Right. You know, I'm like, yes, assassins are everything. Exactly. So um, the princess is like set to be married for the reasons that princesses are set to be married. 
Like she's and actually since this is old school, she's not like she's not the badass like weaponry person, but she's a scientist. She's like into books and like science. And they've known each other since they were children. Because when he was 13, he saved uh, her father, the king, from an assassination attempt. And so he was immediately like brought into the fold and he was raised as the queen, the king's like chief guard. And they have mutual, they have been in love with each other, but oh. not talking about it. And they neither oh. knows the other one is in love with them. So there's like this like deep abiding pining going on. Like it's real. It's oh. a lot of pining. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And it's very, it's, a, it's also a debut historical in the 90s, which means like it's extra piney. Like it's all just packed oh, in I there, love right? That. <laughs> I love everything about that. Before any, before, like w- when you write your debut, you write things like in my debut, I have this line where the hero is like <laughs> fingering the heroine and he brings forth her sweet rain. It's like that. Like I would never write that now. <laughs> <laughs> You're writing your first book. Mistakes are made. I still love that. I still love it. I still love it. Thank you. Um, So it's a lot like, like, but it's like intense pining. And she's supposed to get married to this Russian. And there's a lot of like stuff going on. It's during the Napoleonic Wars. And so finally, he makes the decision that all bodyguards do at some point. And he's like, hey, let's just run together. Yes, just do so it. Yes, they course. go, and then they bone like the whole time, and then she gets pregnant, and then she lactates, and it's a whole thing. Um, maybe she doesn't get pregnant. Uh, I, I am literally checking this out of the library you're like, as you're talking. I'm all like, A plus <laughs> will read. Um, you guys, but now that I'm saying this oh, yeah. out loud, so I did not check this before I came for this podcast, and now I'm that I'm saying this out loud. I have this weird thought that maybe she doesn't get pregnant and he just like she gets so turned on that she lactates i can't remember stop it i'm about to check you all i have this book right now i'm gonna be like i will get back to you on this one in the show whatever happens you guys in the show notes i will take a screenshot (laughs) what i'm saying here is it's a ride But like, I bet. It's, it's, I but bet. Why are you gonna do it if it's not a ride? No. You want you want a wild. It's ride. a real you ride, you guys. <laughs> it has, it has all all I'm the like, pieces of the puzzle are in it. Me doing a keyword <laughs> search for milk. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's a thing. And I was sitting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is so. That is my pick. I want to talk. I, like, I have questions. I mean, I do think like there's like look, there's no kink shaming at all in this in this house. So in the in the faded maid's house, um, Nana, no, Nana has experienced the Sarah McLean, uh, Sierra Simone, like back and forth about old school romances. She's ex- experienced it firsthand. <laughs> In person. I have. Uh, I, I have. So Nana knows that, like, we do not king shame. Like, but I do have some questions about lactation lactation uh, sex because it feels like it's always quite shocking when it happens on the page. And I sometimes just want to be prepared. That's all. So I'm asking. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> listen. Listen. There were things in our youth that were shocking at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah. do you remember oh, yeah. like the first time you read a blowjob on the page and you were like, <laughs> I mean, what, what went where, what? <laughs> what? you know, 
I know. God, oh, we that. were so no, naive. Like, we were such sweet young kids. Oh my God. You, but you remember. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I think I must have been like, God. And it was a historical. I don't know which historical it was. So I used to read nothing but historicals, especially like at 13, 14, 15. And I remember, and I was like, and I was like, really like, I was super like, there's like no chance of me ever going anywhere near the word sex ever. Like, I was like, okay, I'm just like the nerdy girl in the corner with her book. Um, and I was like, oh, what? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now it's like, we're talking about lactation. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember those things. I feel like sometimes every once in a while, I, I am still like, oh. But it's not that often anymore. Well, yeah. Cause now we've grown. Daddy, now we're daddy like, sometimes will do it. Like, like, right? If it's the <laughs> middle of something, all of a sudden she's like, daddy. I'm oh, like, hello. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's okay. a lot. That'll get me. That'll get me. Like, we all have our things that'll get us and we'll be like, Ooh. No, I think the I'm last. I'm just saying, it surprises yeah. me sometimes. I think the last time I was really, like, shocked by a sex scene was when I read Lothair. And and then he, he makes Ellie feed oh, yeah. from his penis. Like drink blood from his penis. That's yeah. that's where now that's I the line. That, oh that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and that that I I remember that. That feels like the line for me. Yeah. <laughs> so bring on the lactation. It's fine. Where do you go from there? Honestly. You you well that's well if you've seen um Nani I I'm we sh we will send you the Sierra Simone taboo scale. But you will see that, <laughs> that even Sierra, <laughs> like queen of taboo, cannot think of anything wilder than a blood blowjob. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, you know, like, I'm just like, oh, oh my. Yeah, there that's, it is. That's the line. Yeah. Cressley found it. And, <laughs> yeah. and now we await whoever comes next to <laughs> I don't know though. I feel like I'm like I'm okay. I'll just hold with this line. This yeah. is good. I don't know. Sometimes you have to like come to your own line and just be like, you know, this is my line. I feel like I can't go past this line. Like I feel like exactly. I, I personally, this is my line. I don't know who said this, but I, I think somebody was like, they're like, you know, 20 years ago. Like, do you remember in the Sex in the City where? Like, someone essentially wants to lick Miranda's butt. And she's like, are we doing this now? And yes. I feel like 20 years later, it's everywhere. And somebody, and I remember being like, oh, God, are we doing this now? And now I feel like, and now I'm like, in 20 years, are we going to be, like, fucking each other's belly buttons? Like, what? No, I, you guys, no. I remember that episode so hardcore because my, we all, my cousins, my cousins and I lived in New York at the time and we were sitting there watching Sex and the City and we were like, okay. And I remember, I won't name her because the like, people will know her from my Insta and stuff, but I, my one cousin looked at me and she was like, yeah, this guy's a bum liquor. And I, we were just like so scandalized <laughs> and I put it in a book. I put it in a book like 10 years Amazing. ago and I still like. And I remember getting hate mail. And they weren't ready. You were being read by Miranda's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. In you needed Samantha. People are like, let me get up in there. Fine. Yeah. Now it's so like, that's yeah. it. I just feel like it's what's... fine. We just we yeah. just roll with it. The line. Next. I'm excited. Exactly. I'm excited. There's some new line out there. I just want to give a shout out. There is a new line. It is not in the book that I'm about to shout out, which is a YA novel. So let's have a little, we're just going to whiplash oh, right around. Yeah. 
Um, so but I want to shout out um, Rachel Hawkins, who is uh, currently writing a Royals series. Um, that's literally the name of the series, Royals. Um, the first book came out as Royals, and then it was rejacketed and retitled as Prince Charming. Um, but it is she. So you might know Rachel uh, from her Twitter feeds about like real life, like crazy history, like weird romance histories um, in like actual history. Um, and so she's super obsessed with the with the royals of history. Um, and she has created an alternate universe where Scotland and England never actually unified. And so there is a royal family of Scotland. And she all these books are set there in the royal family in Scotland. Um, and the first book is great. It's an American, um, a, like a Floridian kid, girl who um, ends up like she, her older sister is getting married. Um, to the crown prince of Scotland. And so she has to go and like, it's basically like 16 Candlesy. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, That's it's very, one. very cute. It's very cute. Um, and so she goes there and she falls for the younger brother. Um, and then uh, the second book is uh, is Her Royal Highness. And it's a... Um, an American girl who is accepted to one of these like posh English boarding schools and she ends up there and her roommate is the princess of Engl- of Scotland and um, they fall in love. And that's enemies to lovers. They hate each other like on sight when they meet and then they fall in love. So they're both adorable and Rachel's a wonderful person. So I just want to shout those out. All right. Well, I'm going to let everybody wrap it up here because we got to I got to go. I got to go pick up my child at volleyball. (laughs) He's named after a prince, by the way. (laughs) I love it. Cool. Um, Nana, tell everybody uh, what's next and where they can find you. Ah, what's next? Okay, so next is um, continuing my Royals of the Winston Isles um, world. Uh, I've got Bodyguards, the Billionaire. And uh, The Billionaire's Secret coming out in July 23rd. Um, and book two is releasing September 17th. Um, if you are wanting to read my royals, you can start at the very, very beginning. Cheeky Royal is free everywhere. Um, and that's a fantastic place to start because you get to meet all the characters as they turn up. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram, Nana Malone Writer. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, what is it? Okay, so not often I'm a lone writer. Uh, I, I, I sort of given up on Twitter. <laughs> um, and that's where I generally hang out is Instagram and uh, Facebook. And you guys are the best. Thank you so oh, much for having me we on. We loved having you. Come again. Talk about something else of course. with us. Um, we're going to talk about assassins because I want to talk about that because – I yes. love assassins um, so much. I say this into the ether on Twitter all the time, but like you guys, if we if if you are thinking about writing like a fifteen hundred a sixteenth century assassin story, like Assassin's Creed but romance, I want that in my eyeballs. So like, Ooh. figure that out. Write it. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, it might be an audience if of we three. Find someone who is gonna do this. <laughs> but no, I'm here for it. We are because, here for it. Listen. 
I watched Assassin's Creed mostly just for Fassbender. Sarah's like, spies? No. Assassins? Yes. yes. If they are going to like actually like super murder people, I want that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm here for that. <laughs> all of it. Uh, this is Faded Mates. I'm Sarah McLean. You can find us online at Faded Mates on Twitter and at Faded Mates Pod on Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe and like us on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us a review if you are so inclined. We love that. Um, also, I have a book coming out at the end of July. It's called Brazen and the Beast. It's out July 30th. There is adventure. There are many threats to people. People might die. There's also fist fighting and zero lactation, unfortunately. Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> I'm just going to get over here. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time on Faded Bye. Mates. Thank you, guys. <laughs>